Evening, everybody. Welcome on into this here podcast. Howdy. I here am uh, Jake Dahl. This is uh, Late to the Party with Travis Tate, a comedy podcast about all the things that us two goobers ought to have gotten around to right now. Let me look mosey on over here and talk to our uh, man on the other mic. Howdy, pard. How you doing today? Why, I'm good as a flounder on fish day. Flounder on fish day? You'll have to excuse me today, Travis Tate. Here on episode 26 of our podcast, I've been playing playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption 2, and I I got got cow poker in my blood. Hello, I'm Travis Tate. How y'all doing? Doing doing fine here. You can get shrimp salad, shrimp sandwich. Oh, no. I've gotten out of it. Okay. How you doing? How's it going, everybody? I'm I'm good. How you doing, Jake? Uh, I don't know. Considerably less good after that. <laughs> no, I. Uh, you don't want to play uh, Cowboys. I, I I fell in for the hype, Travis. I wasn't going to do it, and then a couple days leading up to the release of Red Dead Redemption Two, everyone was talking about it. <laughs> And I, I 100% fell prey to that. Well, I want to talk with everybody about it. Yeah, I saw tons of people posting on and, everything and bought it that they were playing it. And realized, oh, this is going to take several hours to finish downloading. Oh. And then... <laughs> I hate that. And then had a, kind of an adult schedule. And by the time I got around to playing it, I played for like two or three hours and then looked at the internet and went... Oh, I'm grossly behind on this already. <laughs> I can't really talk to people about it. I hate when my kids are like, don't use the internet. I'm downloading a game. I'm like, don't they have discs anymore? It doesn't work that way. It's not like it's not like it used to be where, you know, Dad, don't pick up the phone. I'm on the internet. Right. I mean, it, <laughs> it might slow it down a little bit, but it's... <laughs> oh, such nostalgia. Mm, good old days. Yeah. So how was Red Dead Redemption? Any good? I... I wish I had more time to it's play. It's two, it. right? Yes. Redemption. Uh, Redemption two. <clears throat> game is gorgeous. The one. redemptioning. Go- gorgeous in the way that like really authentic looking, rundown, leathery cowboys can be. Did they look chapped? They look ch- yes, very chapped. Very chafed. Uh, I'm. You know, I get chafed in the summer wearing shorts for like four hours. <laughs> I can imagine how riding over the the prairie. In hundred degree heat with leather chaps and well, it, it starts sitting on a winter. horse. <laughs> it starts in a, a very wintry, you know, hold up in the mountains scene. So there's definite should be red thigh redemption. Red thigh redemption. Yeah, <laughs> the chafing. No, I uh, the game is rich with different systems, so I I haven't really been able to dig my claws into it. Mm. Uh, having. I've really, in the last few years, things have slowed down where my time is a little less. So this is this so, is Rockstar Games, right? Yes. So it's the this is work a hundred hours a day, okay. Rockstar. And uh, what is the? I mean, what is the purpose of the game? What what are you supposed to There's do the in the game? Of, yeah, purpose of the game is to put it in a system and play it. Okay. What, what is, is the conquest? What is the conquest? Yeah. The conquest is you are Arthur. Darville? No. From Legends of Tomorrow? No, you were Arthur from the hit TV. Arthur Curry? The the hit movie series, Arthur. Aquaman? Okay. <laughs> uh, hit movie series. Wow, okay. There were two of them. Yes, there were two of them. And then one of them. they remade them with uh, that one dude? Uh, yeah, the English guy. What is his name? Uh, 
not good mc i've been seeing him I'm not on funny? no he's been on a bunch of uh documentaries i've been watching about yeah, monty he, python let him into a lot of stuff and he's and just he's so good. weird he's just weird he he likes to use big words and i'm not even sure that he's using them all right and he just likes to to say big words and try to sound smart but he really comes off as kind of dumb you know i have not found him It'd be like if i started using big words i'm not super smart I haven't found him to be pleasant in anything that I've ever seen him in. His name is right in the front of my brain. I know you're looking it up. Yep. Well, don't. I. You know what? You got to give me a hint. This is our new guessing game. Give Travis a hint. If you put your hand into a bag full of something, this is something you do to it. If you move your fingers around. Okay. It's a bag of. It's a bag of wieners. The other part of it is when you take a hot thing and put a mark on a cow. Russell Brand. There you go. All right. I knew it was there. <laughs> yeah, it's Russell, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Hello, I'm Russell Brand, and I like to say big words. And I, I like to Russell say... Russell Brand, and my whole, my whole thing is that I, I'm kind of a, uh, a Johnny Depp-like character, but you got me at the family dollar. You need to be higher voice. I like to sit on a chair, crisscross applesauce, with I'll my think, shirt I'll unbuttoned all the way down to my navel. My, my British isn't quite <laughs> as the, my best suit. And I like to rock back and forth because it makes me look eccentric. How did we even get to that? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Arthur. We were talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it really bothers me. The issue. Okay, the character's, the character's named character's Arthur. Name Arthur. All right, there we go. You're part of a gang. <laughs> so the first game, you are John something or other. All right. It's really buggy. I played so it's not a sequel necessarily. You're a it's different a character. It's a prequel. Oh, a prequel. All so right. the first game is you're this this guy. It's a, it's sort of like Unforgiven, where we, you're you're this guy who was in a bad guy gang, and you've kind of settled down. And are we like train robbers, you're, you're or what past, are we doing? I did rob a train. Now. Ooh, that does sound your fun. Your past actually. catches up to you, and you spend the game mostly chasing down your former gang. And this ah. game is telling the story of that game. So it is for redemption. It's revenge. I think the name doesn't he gets double crossed. To a, that. Is it like the Revenant? You get attacked by a bear and left. Left. I in saw the, a bear. Did you? Wow. Saw a bear. Uh-huh. Did not mess with it. You didn't kill a bear, did you? I haven't yet. I will though. <sighs> you don't need to kill the bear. The bear. The bear's got to go down. Look at the bears. Look at the bears. Look at the bears. The bear killed a puppy. Hey, boo boo! This guy's <laughs> trying to kill me. The the issue I'm running into with the game. He's walking funny, bit. like he's he's chafed. Sorry, that was that went nowhere. <laughs> that was just an interruption that went nowhere. It was appreciated. <laughs> uh, the game mechanically, there's a lot to it, and it doesn't always mesh. So it's it kind of works like your Grand Theft Auto, where if you do things, you get like a wanted level. So you go steal a horse. Yeah. And then the police chase you. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that happened was. Uh, do you shoot prostitutes? I'm not that guy. I'm going with that stuff. That's how Unforgiven starts. Beating up a prostitute. Does it? Yeah. I watched about 15 minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> have you have you never watched all of Unforgiven? That's a good I've movie. I've never seen it all the way. No. It's a really good movie. I started it uh, about a month ago. I just like, oh, I've never watched this. So let's try it. And I didn't get very far. I had to go do something. That's the story of my life. <laughs> You've been doing something I got to go sense? do something. So... I, I got off my horse, okay. and I was going to hunt, 
And you do this little like special vision thing. And there was like a little trail a, going on. Your rifle, was, or are you gonna hunt with your arrow, bow and arrow? Ooh, that's the way nice. to go. Silent running. Arthur, not Arthur, uh, Oliver Queen style. Yes, Arthur Queen. Arthur Queen. And uh, so I start going off into like a mild forest, and I come across this grisly scene where a beat up a beat up corpse is like hanging in a tree and there's like some messages about look upon my uh look upon my axe and something or other and i'm like wow that's rough and so i do my special and the scent thing keeps going like ooh, i wonder if this is the guy i'm i'm gonna chase this guy and i go into the i go under this little bridge and go out and there's two guys riding on horseback and uh one of them the trail leads to i'm like ooh, is that the guy so I go up to talk to them. I try and talk to them, and they kind of keep going. And then it has a button prompt that says, call out. What do you call out? That's the thing is I don't really know what the context is, but it says, call out. You go, yep, 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 yep. And so my character, Arthur Morgan, okay. I finally got Arthur there. Arthur Morgan. Uh, he, he was like, hey, come on back here. And they take off riding. So I'm like, oh, son of a biscuit. I call my horse and chase after them. So here's where the problem with the game comes in. The controls are a little loosey-goosey, so I'm chasing after <laughs> these two guys. The other guy, I think, well, he probably doesn't have anything to do with it. So as I'm running, you know, galloping on my horse, I start getting close to the guys, and the one guy who has nothing to do with it cuts in front of me, and I run into him with my horse. And we both tumble. <laughs> you T-boned him? <laughs> I T-boned a horse. <laughs> this is a true statement. I T-boned the horse... Get thrown off of it, and as I'm rolling around on the ground, a prompt comes up that says, Murder witnessed! So the guy that I T-boned, who turned in front of me, that that particular character died, and someone saw it and rode away. That polecat. So I have bounty hunters chasing after me in the game now. Like they, they don't really catch up to me, but I'm wanted for murder. Because that guy cut in front of me on a horse and I <laughs> He didn't him. use his blinker. We no. all know. <laughs> they have those, don't they? That's manslaughter, if anything. That's yeah. not murder. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and I, I you know, I, I can't go make my case to the local police, I guess. Right. I don't even know where they told it. The sheriff. That. I've had a few incidents like that. I had a, uh, a lot of it is people do not get out of your way. And the game, the game seems to be trying to get you to slow down. And just okay. drink it all in. So there are times I'll come into town on my horse, and I'm, I'm used to playing games at kind of a certain pace. Mm-hmm. So as I'm coming into town, I'm still galloping, and I, I also had it where a guy walked in front of my horse, and I just ran him over. The same thing, like, <laughs> pops up, like, assault, witnessed. And the guy starts running away, like, limping away. So I get <laughs> off of my, my horse and try to chase him to try and defuse the situation. There's even a button for defuse. I, I caught up to him. It says, Did defuse. you leave a note on his uh, saddle or something? No. no hey, no, scratched I, your horse. I saw, the guy, I saw the guy, so I'm chasing after him, and there's a diffuse button, so I hit the diffuse button, and Arthur's like, oh, come on, it's okay. Still kept running. I eventually just had to let him go. I'm like, I, I'm not going to go on a killing spree yet. I, I, I'm just going to take the heat on this one. When you, when you T-boned the horse, did you hear, we are farmers, <clears throat> bump, bada, bump, 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 bump. You know, I don't like that joke. Because there's farmers. Because I'm Jake. It's the Old West. <laughs> so do you think this is going to trigger some like interest in, in uh, Old West type stuff? I think I honestly, I like now. No, no more than usual. 
I kind of want a game like you're describing, but it's got like Clint Eastwood as a character and John Wayne. I mean, that's and, that's. Or you mean just like the you you want to get those likenesses? Yeah, you want to get like Wouldn't a street that be fighter. Cool if you yeah, if you could choose somebody from a western, you could be like a Shane or Rooster Cogburn or McLintock or whatever. Yeah, sure. I, but Maybe you could shoot Old Yeller. Whatever. Is that a, is old does old Weller or old Yeller count as a western? I think so. It takes place back in like western times. Yeah. They lived out in the middle of nowhere in a like a log cabin. <laughs> There's lots of westerns back in the day. Sure. I I just think it's I think we hit it we also hit a point where to make a western there certain acknowledgments of history have to be made. Like back then a John Wayne movie didn't really it, it certainly wasn't realistic portrayals of cowboys. It's like that that Coen Brothers no, no, thing that I sure. told you about. Like they do that, but it's from a standpoint of this is corny. Maybe they do one from a, a Native American's point of view. <laughs> In the the cowboys are the uh, the army of people that are trying those. to take over their country. Yeah. Could there's be an a, interesting game. There's also a little bit of that in in Red Dead. I came over. A, I was riding with a couple of guys, and we they had a. This is a sort of uh, maybe stereotypical scene of the cowboys riding across the plane. Woman goes, "Ooh, look!" And like three stoic Native Americans are on a hill, and they'll kind of go like, "Uh." <laughs> so they had that. But and yeah. So hey, controversial opinion. Red Dead Redemption is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, way to go out on a limb there. Yeah. Cowboy Jesus turned out to be all right. Cowboy Jesus. Well, that's good. So what you been up to, cowboy? Uh, not much, actually. Just working, that kind of thing. Uh, didn't even do stand-up this weekend. Oh, yeah? Wasn't on any shows. I, last week I did host Open Mic. That was actually pretty uneventful for an open mic. It was pretty smooth until at the very end, uh, Ryan Hamilton showed up. He's a... A buddy of mine, and uh, he was doing a private gig at uh, the Vivint Arena down Ooh. in downtown Salt Lake, and like just a corporate kinda, gig, or just, yeah, just oh. a corporate gig. And he kind of just stopped by to see who was hanging out, and he went. He did like a 10-15 minute set at the end of open mic, which was a special treat for everybody. I was say, that, what a treat! Yeah, for everybody that stayed, that was definitely a special treat. And, you, ever, uh, you ever done any kind of corporate type gig? Or yeah, I do corporate stuff sometimes. How that? Uh, it kind of sucks, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say, most most comics seem to not like. It's they, hard to do. They all do it, but none of them are real enthusiastic about it. People kind of want like they want to be the focus, so they want the comedian just to talk about them. And I mean, some comics want to do that, but others don't. <laughs> it, it's a weird thing where you don't want to laugh unless your boss is laughing type of thing. Yeah. And the boss yeah, also it's... doesn't want to laugh because he doesn't want he doesn't his want employees or to know that he's human. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The boss doesn't want the employees to know that he or she, but that's what, that's why I changed it. I changed it to the boss. I didn't say he or she, uh, the boss doesn't want the employees to think, well, the boss is laughing at that inappropriate thing that just happened, so it's okay for us to, to be inappropriate at work. I got it's, suspended once for something much like that. Really? Yes. It's a it's a weird situation. I thought a meeting was way jokier than it was, and my joke did not. <laughs> it, it's a weird it's a weird thing where it's really a no win situation. Yeah, I I've just heard that from comedians, much like you said that the you know that 
there's a back and forth of who's laughing, but there's also a, it, it's sort of a, it, it takes on a tone of you're doing comedy in someone's living room where people are way too comfortable about just chatting right. while you're performing. Yeah. That's another thing. They're oftentimes eating. Yeah. And it's like a buffet type thing. So they're getting up to go get more food or to go see if there's an eclairs left. It's a, it's a weird thing, but and you don't really want to yell at them. It's, it's their party that they are paying you money to come and try to make them laugh, which is kind of hard. I've done a few where it was actually really good and it worked out really well, but there has been a few where it's like, ugh, this is why comics are always talking about corporate gigs in a negative, negative corporate gigs. Go suck an egg. Except for those few that work out. You know what though? That's a way a lot of comics make money. Yeah. Which is a kind of a crappy thing. There's, there's not a whole lot of ways it, it's like a 99 per or 1% of the comedians make 99% of the money one that outside I, of corporates. One that I hear a lot. This is, I mean, maybe this is something to ask you. One that I always keep hearing thrown out is the, uh, you know, I was doing, I was doing comedy at laundromats. Is there a laundromat circuit? Not here. I mean, I guess in like New York or LA, I think LA, here's the thing about like, especially LA, is if you're not getting on at like the comedy store or somewhere like that, you kind of go out and start to create your own opportunities. And it's like coffee shops are a good place yeah. to do that. And I, I'm guessing laundromats in the evening is probably like the just L- a place where, yeah, sure. We'll, you know, if you sell 50 tickets, we'll take this percent of the money, that ki- kind of thing. I don't know. The LA New York scene it seems, I mean, you know, again, really stepping out on a limb here. It's just seems so insane to try and do that because not only, not only is it, it's a knot of so many comedians, it's a knot of so many comedians plus some of the most talented comedians, but also you're dealing with, I think you get a, you get a community of people that do not understand the embarrassment of riches that they have. Yeah, The weird thing is they're like, used to being able to go out on, just about any night of the week and see, and I, I think probably the music scene is similar. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the idea of, you know, I, I can go out and see X, you know, best comedian in the country doing, doing a tiny set just cause I got nothing to do on a weeknight. Well, a lot of the best comics in a town when, when they feel like they're ready, they move to LA or New York. So like you said, the LA or New York scenes is full of the best from somewhere else. And then there's only so many top tier clubs that those do you think a best lot of, can get on at. Do you think a lot of comedians go out there with confidence and make it? Or do you think a oh, lot yeah, of Oh, yeah. And they get their, their teeth kicked in. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Is Do you think they go out and do you think that there is a you have confidence, you know you're good, you go out there and you work hard and you make it? Or do you think a lot of it is you work hard in an area and you're talented? But you also make connections with people who are out there. So when you're out, you go out there, you'll have a few people who can vouch for you and get that's, good eyeballs on. That you. still takes time. Like I've made a lot of no, connections. No, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't. I, I'm not saying it doesn't take time. I'm just curious the you know whether whether it's a thing that people can actually just go do when they when they feel confident about it, or if the larger part of it is if you want to do well out there, you got to put in the time, but also you got to start getting to know the right people. Well, even if, if you're a really good comic and you know the right people, 
say, okay, we'll just use the comedy store as an example, okay? I know a lot of people that are regulars at the comedy store. But if I go to the comedy store and say, hey, it's it's Travis from Salt Lake, they're going to go, oh, cool. You know, and they'll, they'll hang out and stuff. They're not going to say, hey, let me go talk to so-and-so and let's get you on stage. That's not how it works. They can't just go, hey, put this guy up. He's really funny. There's a process you have to be around. Even if that did happen, everybody else there would hate you at that point. Because they're like, is it, it is took it, me it took me five years to get on stage here, you know? Geez. And it, also, they don't want to give you the time that they're going to get. So you've been doing comedy for seven years now, right? Yeah, seven years last week, actually. And, but so if you moved to L.A., that would be basically set you back another I five? would start over, yeah. Gross. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's... It's hard, but that's the way it is. No, I mean, the, it, the only difference is I would at least have seven years of experience and material to speed that process up. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch and I have to throw my entire act away. Hmm. But as far as getting into clubs and things like that, you have to earn it. You can't just walk in. I mean, there are some people that have a gimmick or whatever. We talked oh, about this on a last episode. <coughs> and they kind of jumped the line. I Unfortunately, thought, I thought maybe that your seven years and if the right people had saw you would be able to buy you not just like being the it thing when you hit there, but, you know, a few few sets and some decent eyes on. I, you. I mean, I could probably go. I mean, I'm planning on going down like uh, January, February, so, somewhere in there. And I've got enough connections that I'll get on little shows just around around the scene. I'm not going to probably get on at a club. I do have a connection maybe at a club in LA wow. but that's not a guarantee I mean that's a they want to see a video and they might give me three minutes or something like that you did at least one laundromat all right I will specifically set out to do a laundromat show you heard it here first people it will be a failure if I do, don't I'll do a laundromat sure. show so Halloween roundup Halloween How was roundup Halloween uh, I did absolutely nothing. It was wonderful. Really? I did zero for did Halloween. You, did you get much by way of trick-or-treaters? Or you uh, no, we never do. We kind of live at the end of Main Street, and we don't get a, we don't get trick-or-treaters. We never have. Huh. So, And that's fine with me. Uh, we went downstairs and watched movies and left out a bowl of candy. Um, we bought some candy and ate it. Uh, we <laughs> So we put out a bowl of candy. Uh, I went out and got us dinner. Saw a couple of, like, like maybe three families out walking and thought oh this seems like more than usual and uh uh we watched happy death day as our final halloween movie that's the groundhog day one right yes which uh, you know what that i was surprised i i don't know what surprises right i was pleasantly treated to what was a pretty fun movie oh cool that's the original one. There's a new one coming out. Right? Yes, and uh, for those of you out there who would be interested, or perhaps Travis Tate, who would be interested in watching Happy Death Day, try to avoid the trailer for it. The trailer for it tells you who the killer in the first movie is. That's classic. The studio put the trailer together and not the actual director of the movie. Yeah, because to uh, seemingly, having not seen it and not remembering very well, seemingly for some reason the you know, Groundhog Day effect keeps happening again. And she thinks, oh, I've just got to go take out the person who was my killer. And she finds out the person who is her killer is already dead. Bum, bum, 
boom. But they they do that in a way that you see the body of the killer. So at the start of the movie, I'm like, oh, that person is the one who is the killer. Hmm. I almost wonder if uh, directors need to start putting that in their contracts that they get complete control over trailers on how the movie is sold. Because if you're giving away what happens in the movie in the trailer, which happens well, I mean, fairly often now, it's kind of ridiculous. It's It spoils the first movie. I guess at that point they feel like, we've made our money on Did this. you see the trailer before the movie or after? Oh, I saw it before. The, the okay. trailer, that was actually what got us to watch it is when we saw Halloween, they had the trailer for the second movie. And, okay. and Gabe was the one that was like, hey, I want to watch that first movie. All right. Which, and I was a little intrigued because seeing it, uh, I, I thought it was sort of a run-of-the-mill kind of slasher movie of maybe like a, a scream variety, but not, you know, not, as, not a parody per se. But the second one led me like, ooh, this is, this is kind of a comedy, mm. which the movie is. It was just a fun movie. That was um, a PG-13, right? I think, I am, I think my daughter has seen that I one. I am pretty, pretty sure it was PG-13. I don't know for sure, but if it's R, it's just for a little too much blood. And even at that, I think most of the kills in it are pretty bloodless. It's amazing to me how much blood you see on network TV nowadays. Yeah. Even on like superhero shows, there's tons and tons of is blood. That? Yeah. Quite gory. Can we can we hop back to uh, comedy just for a second? No, wanted no, to talk. We can't. I'm oh, okay. done with it. Oh, what do you got for me? Uh, I just wanted to bring up a, a few like comedy specials. Uh, Sarah Tiana had a comedy special on Comedy Central about a week ago. Oh yeah. So if you've got the Comedy Central app, I think you can find it on there. Definitely worth watching. Watching or watching. Whichever is more convenient, watching or a, watching. She is a buddy of yours, correct? Yeah, she's one of my favorites. She's super funny. Yeah, check her out. So, yeah, check that out. And then, uh, like, a couple days ago, uh, Netflix released a... It's, like, it's got six half-hour specials called The Degenerates. And it's got some people that I've worked with, some people I think are super funny. It's got Joey Coco Diaz has a special on it, Christina Pazitsky. You think he'll give a hick of a shout-out to that... That one kid who fought the guy. No, this was actually filmed before that happened. Oh man! So I remember him talking to me about it. And then there's also Brad Williams. If if you're a fan of Brad Williams, he's he's got a half hour on there. But it, I mean, it's gonna have a lot of like dirty, gross, f words and stuff like that. So it's called the Degenerates for a reason. But they're all funny people, so you can check those out. And also, uh, I watched the Adam Sandler special. Really? On Netflix. I was a little weirded out to see that. He, uh, <laughs> I just caught a little bit like he brings a bulldog out with him. I don't remember the bulldog. I think Cindy was watch, watching a little bit of it, and I saw him. He brings a bulldog out and just kind of wiggles it at the audience and then sets it in a... Huh. I, it, it, if that more, did happen, I don't one, remember it. Is, there, is it like Chappelle? Is there more than one special on there? No. No, it's just one. It might have happened and I just forgot about it. Anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. It it's a throwback to like if you if you're our age and you used to listen to the Sandler CDs back in the olden days, his albums. It's got a lot of songs on it and there's a little bit of stand up. There's a couple stories, but a lot of songs and it's just silly dumb fun. I enjoyed it. Is it a perfect uh comedy special? No, it's 
You're not going to walk away and go, wow, that was life-changing. But it was fun, and it put me in a good mood. It's kind of cool how they did it where it, he started out doing stand-up at the comic strip in New York, and that's where it starts out. That's where he does his first little bits is the comic strip, and then it goes to a different club, and then it'll go back to the comic strip. And then it kind of it bounces around. Each joke or song is at a different location, and you kind of notice that it gradually goes from clubs and then it goes to like uh, theaters and then eventually to arenas. I think there was even an outdoor arena at one point and it kind of gradually gets bigger. He does a, a big old uh, production uh, tribute to Chris Farley, which was cool. Rob oh. Schneider shows up in it as an astronaut. <laughs> okay. Rob Schneider. <laughs> It's time. He's a cosmonaut, I should it's say. <laughs> His career with Adam Sandler is at least 18 years old now. It's time he gets kicked out of the house. For oh, it's got to Yeah, he's got to be like 25 years old. But it, it's a lot of fun. So I recommend it. If you were a Sandler fan back in the 90s, you're going to laugh at it. There's, there's some funny bits in there. Some songs that'll get stuck in your head. Oh, he does songs? Phone, I don't think keys. That, I don't think that would really there's be There's some raps. Jam. I enjoyed it. I, I recommend it. It was a lot of fun. So this isn't really a... Uh, That's how I spent my Halloween. <laughs> I went out at the end of the evening. Someone had dumped our candy. Like, oh, seriously? dumped it out. Had just taken all of it. I, oh. I, I know we didn't have enough people to warrant it. Right. So you Wonder teenagers if they figure out there. It's, like, it's 9 o'clock. You teenagers out there, candy thanks for keeping time. it real, but thanks for not keeping it Did you have a real. sign? If you take more than one, you're a bad kid. No, we just had a sign of please, please take, take one. Please take one. Honestly, uh, honestly, I don't think we wanted too many people, or I didn't want that much candy around my was house. Was it good candy or bad candy? It was decent candy. Was we had it, some, like, put jawbreakers. Nobody's going to take more than one. We had Reese's, uh, the flavored Tootsie Rolls. Ooh, those are Kit good. Kats. You ever have the root beer ones? I don't think I've had the, Oh, those root beer ones are... Really? They're addictive. Yeah. You just had the, the fruit-flavored ones. Fruit ones are good as well. So this isn't really much better than regular Tootsie Rolls. This isn't exactly a Halloween roundup, but it is also, I guess, a Halloween roundup. Uh, the second season of Netflix's uh, Castlevania came out toward the end of the month, and I ended up burning through that, and it was a way better than I had any, and I was anticipating it. Huh. The first season of it was only four quick episodes, and I thought, oh, this, and I watched that being a, you know, a TV series made on the game Castlevania. Watched that for episodes and went, oh, wow, this is pretty good. I'm looking forward to this. And then the second season of it is really, really good. So Dracula's in it? Is Dracula in it? Yes, he is played by Graham McTavish, if that's a gentleman. That sounds very Scottish. It is. That's the most Scottish name of all time. Uh, <laughs> there might be more out He's. I would say if if you're from Utah and you remember the guy that's on the sign for Reams, I would say his name is probably Graham <laughs> McTavish. <laughs> I do remember that, and I know exactly who you're talking about. Says he's known for the Hobbit, but I don't. He was he was Dwalin. Oh, he was one of the one of the dwarves. He was in the the. He wasn't the yeah. handsome dwarf, was he? No. That guy's on that like it's not the Outlander, but it's Poldark. The that's what he's dwarf. on. Yeah, you know the one that Evangeline Lilly falls in love with. Yeah, no, no, I know who you're talking about. It's just the idea that was that was something that was specifically made just for that movie. And right, um, people talk about. I think this is a a somewhat harsh way of putting it, but 
the way they talk about it is like it's tantamount to if you made a movie and you know someone and like a woman married a really handsome marmoset like i mean i know it's a handsome marmoset but it's basically bestiality it's rocco's modern life to an elf he's a handsome wallaby no the the thing that uh coming out of that castlevania like the the uh, animation's great. There are tons of little references to the games that are really fun. The thing that surprised me the most was it's actually pretty funny. There's okay. a lot of comedy in it that lands fairly well. I was pretty impressed by. So uh, I think you would like it. I would encourage you to to give it a looky loo if you have a chance. I will check it out. If it's got comedy in it, I'll check it out. Yeah. So I think that just about well we we watched a little bit of the movie Don't Breathe but uh, is that you. the one where they break into the house and it's a blind guy is yes. that okay I've seen that trailer it looks yes. pretty intense it is the the blind guy I, mean, I had it here let me he was the bad guy on Avatar right yes that guy yeah. I'm looking for his name Stephen Lang yeah uh, looks you know I was watching it because he's he's all bearded out and stuff and I was like. If they want to keep old man doing old man Logan movies, uh, this would be a good guy to do it. If uh, yeah, I mean he he looks like he's pretty buff. I think he was actually a marine or something like that. I think it's entirely possible. I suppose I could look and see. So uh, actually, Stephen Lang began his career in theater. Really? So is he American or is he is he English? Stephen Lang. He's always most well known for his acclaimed performance in James Cameron's Avatar. Lang began his career in theater Broadway. Let me guess, let me guess. Performances, in the- bye bye, Birdie. And it says he was born in New York City. Ah, how old is he? Ooh, boy, let's see. I'm going to guess uh, 62. Born in 1952, so now I have to do some math. 52, he would be, He's what, like 66? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Three years he shy looks, of the best Dude looks age. good for 66. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that movie seemed really cool. We just uh, a certain wife of mine got a little tired, <laughs> so we put that. Oh, off. okay. It's who are the kids in it? There's a the redheaded girl I... from suburbia. Is that what it was called? She's been in a couple other things too. She's actually she's in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She plays Lenny Bruce's wife. I keep forgetting. Every she's time a really I, good actress. Though. Every time I see a thing for that. I forget that it's that comedy thing, and I think it's like another one of those. This isn't Harry Potter, but we're wizards. <laughs> the Mrs. Maisel? Yeah. I recommend it. If you have no, Amazon you, Prime, check it out. I think yeah, it's a lot it's, of fun. Jane Levy is the, the young lady in yeah, Don't Breathe. Yeah. She's a good actor. Dylan Minette is Alex. She now, actually he is. Looks familiar. What do I know? She's in uh, that Here's Johnny thing that. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Danza was telling us about in the last episode. She's, you, were, she's, you weren't here for that. How do you know what he said? You weren't here because for that. Because I've, I've edited the podcast. Oh, okay. I had to listen to it. So I know what happened. This guy, Dylan Minette, I thought I recognized him. I think I just think he looks like the guy from uh, Ready Player One who looks like the guy from uh, Whiplash. <laughs> like, he does. There's he, sort of a... He does kind of have... It's got that a little bit of a mouth breather look yeah, about him. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that going around lately. Yeah, there's a lot of need in Hollywood for mouth breathers these days. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna we'll finish that. I'll, I'll I'll give you the update on that when we get around to it. All right. 
Here's a here's something else I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Roman Reigns, the WWE wrestler, he was a Raw Universal Heavyweight Champion. Uh, we found out he has leukemia. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that it's he's had it. For he a had while. it for I guess eight years, and it's been in remission. And I guess it's it's coming back and causing him issues. So he had to relinquish the title. And it, here's the thing about Roman Reigns. He's super talented. He looks like, I mean, he kind of looks like Jason Momoa a little bit. Yeah. He's got that Momoa look. Super handsome guy. Never heard anything bad about the guy, yet everybody hates him. It's <laughs> it's, it's the same uh, John Cena syndrome. I don't I don't keep up on that stuff. I, I mean I don't I don't like watch wrestling, but right. You know, hearing a little bit of podcasts and things like that, it just seems like. He wasn't the thing that people really wanted to watch, and the company has pushed him time and time again. Right, and and people hate him because of it. But I think now, I've been seeing a lot of people going, "Well, we didn't really hate him." So I think <laughs> I think now he's actually getting quite a bit of support, and hopefully, he, he claims he's going to be back sooner than he's later. He's going to relinquish the and, title at the point where people are actually okay with him having it. Right. I mean, hopefully, he comes back as a heel, and. Yells at the fans and calls just, them a bunch of punks. And it's just like I said, it was that thing where, you know, he wasn't what people <laughs> wanted. They kept pushing him. The, the people would say, like, from what I understand, they'd be like, no, we would really like this Daniel Bryan guy to be the champion. Right. Like, no, not him. It's this guy you want, right? The funny like, no. thing is, Daniel Bryan is back, and he's not as popular as he used to be. I think... People are like, been there, done that. Yeah, I was going to say on that one, like, I he's think he's not as hot as he I was. I think that one just reached a fever pitch. And when he kind of retired, I think that was people giving up the, like, well, so coming back, it's just, right. I don't think it's ever going to quite hit that same height. But here at uh, Late to the Party with Travis, too, we wanted to say good luck, Roman Reigns. Sure. Hopefully sure. you're back very soon, getting booed by the people that don't know what they want in life it seems like such a shit show of (laughs) of like it's like it's like opposing magnets of you have a company that it's like okay they couldn't please the fans if they wanted to but at the same time they still just don't seem to be doing anything good anyway here's the thing that wrestling fans don't and then you have wrestling fans who think they know better right so no matter what they write i mean it's it's similar to any sort of geek property. Like if you look online, if you put any amount of time, like let's just say, okay, they killed the Boba Fett movie this week. Mm-hmm. By the time that movie finally came out, the collective hive mind of online would have come up with a what would be a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Because it's everyone riding everywhere. Right. It would never work as one cohesive person's vision because everyone's an idiot. So when a a you know a film entity tries to do it, it's not gonna be. They're gonna they're not gonna go as hard as they could on things. They're not gonna tell the they're not gonna tell a compelling story because a compelling story might have to take chances and they want as many people as possible to see it. Right. The thing wrestling fans they want their guy to be the champion because it validates them. It's like, this is the yeah, guy I'm rooting that, for. That also. And when it's Roman Reigns. But here's the thing. If you're looking at it from a corporate perspective, because WWE is a corporation. They, they're, on, they're on the stock exchange. They have shareholders. So look back at some of the champions of the past. 
You had Iron Sheik was a champion at one point. Look at that guy now. Look at Hulk Hogan and what has become of Hulk Hogan. Look at the Ultimate Warrior and how the things he used to say on the internet. Even Randy Savage would go on these the, weird rants. The internet ruins so, everything. But right, but you gotta understand. There's n- nothing that we know of, at least at this point, bad about Roman Reigns. He seems like a decent guy. He comes from a wrestling family. Uh, he seems like a family man. He seems decent to people and goes and visits sick kids and doesn't say bad things about. Uh, uh, he's actually uh, the information that came a Polynesian me, guy. He doesn't. He it, doesn't go out and say hateful things about groups. That's the guy you want to be the head. Of, the thing of your. I I I think organization. it comes down to it. What it feels like is it comes down to the fandom never could forgive him for not letting Daniel Bryan be the one when they wanted him to be. Do right. you think that has anything to do with it? Probably, yeah. And uh, I, th- I don't think CM Punk did him any favors when he oh. he went on uh, Colt Cabana's podcast and talked about uh, Vince McMahon saying, make Roman look good. But, I mean, let's it's pretend, guys. It's his stories. It's yeah. okay. We, Th- we know... There is also... We all have people we're rooting for. I know Dolph Ziggler... I want Dolph Ziggler to do well now, but also I don't hate Roman Reigns. It's pretend. Everybody just take a step back and remember, it's pretend. I almost wouldn't know how to watch <laughs> professional wrestling now. Not. I watch it and appreciate the athleticism, but I also like to try and figure out where the storylines are going to go. And sometimes they get a really good storyline and they're in the middle of telling a good story. And then for whatever reason, maybe it's a contract dispute or an injury, or they just get bored. Vince McMahon gets bored with it, and the storyline just goes nowhere and disappears. Also, the WWE <laughs> is currently headed by an insane person. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of a cuckoo. I, you know, I don't know how... I, I have grapefruit-sized testicles. I can do whatever I want. Put those, put those away. You're fired. Look at these testicles. No, please. Please, I don't size of grapefruits. If you're not if your testicles big, are the size of grapefruits, please. you probably want to go see yeah. a doctor. How do you walk? You you walk like Vince McMahon Again, with your I, arms out swinging. I can't remember what I was watching. Uh, some woman on on some show might have been Luke Cage. I could be right. I I don't want to say it, it, it stuck with me, but it didn't stick with me. What property it was was saying something effective like I don't know why. Balls are the thing that they talk about being the fortitude. <laughs> These little sensitive things that right. the slightest change of anything and they shrivel and you got to protect them. You tap them a little bit and they fold. Yeah. You talk about strength. A woman's. No, I think she just said a that, woman's. That's pregnant. actually a pretty hacky like the, bit. The that things that it goes through. Tons of female comedians have done. Has it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. was. I, apparently, that was the first time I saw it. But it was yeah, cool. about how the uh, the female anatomy that's tough because it can give birth to children and blah blah. Yeah, it's it's pretty well well uh, worn. If path. it's hacky, then why do we still value balls? Because <sighs> that's true. I don't know. I mean, I I like to say guts. Somebody has guts, guts which is, is good. equally yes. as weird. Why would we say that? Hey, that person's brave. They've got guts. Well, how about you just say gumption, which is nobody knows what that means. Right. It's just, why Why do any uh, euphemisms or... It doesn't make any sense. Don't take any wooden nickels. Speaking of uh, lady parts, uh, there was also the first ever WWE pay-per-view that was all female. 
It was called Evolution. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was there was one male announcer. It was the play-by-play guy, but the other two announcers were both female. It was who ended up being Beth Phoenix and Renee Young. Uh, The most featured person, I well, obviously Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. So that that is still an ongoing thing. Yep, yep. She is the the Raw Women's Champion. Well, I guess it is. And then the other match that was super featured was. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Oh. Who is the daughter of Ric Flair, yeah. of course. Becky Lynch, I think she might be my favorite wrestler right now. Okay. She was a she was a baby face, a, a, a good a good wrestler, but now she's a heel. And she's like a really good heel. She's like super cocky. She she wears a t shirt now called that says, I'm the man. <laughs> okay. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Check out Becky Lynch if if you're even kind of vaguely interested in wrestling from when you were a kid becky lynch is is pretty cool i was gonna say i i don't know how i can ever like anything anymore because if i'm going to if i'm gonna try and talk about it usually i'm gonna go to the internet to see what people are saying if i go to the internet after i've either enjoyed or not enjoyed something i'm gonna either deal with one side of things who is going to try to make me feel bad about liking it Mm -hmm. or the other side that's going to try to make me feel bad for not liking it enough Yeah, I mean, most people are in the middle on on a lot of things, but this evolution was fun. It had some, it had a lot of like tag matches, and there was a battle royal. They brought back Trish Stratus and Lita from from the Attitude Era. They had some classic wrestlers. I remember Medusa. I think I know she, of Medusa. She was in the battle royal. She was in there yeah. for a while. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> nobody talking about the fabulous moolah this time yeah female wrestling no nobody mentioned fabulous moolah <laughs> they did talk about uh uh the may young classic may may young was the was moolah's uh compadre back in yeah. the in the uh attitude era but they had the the final of the may young classic tony storm won that a lot of international wrestlers it's not what it used to be it's not brown panties matches anymore it's good, le- it's good, legit yeah. like athleticism and Going through tables and jumping off the top rope and doing backflips. I mean, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. It's it's right up there with the men's wrestling. So I think there's actually, it's more, it's less like big monsters throwing people around and more like maneuvers, kind of like Bret Hart matches. Sort of, I would say women's wrestling now is like a Bret Hart match. Like, especially like the like wrestling in Japan is very much more technical. And less. Right, yeah. A little bit less personality based. It is weird with Ronda Rousey though. It's kind of like that same uh, thing you get from Brock Lesnar, where it, there's there's the realism that comes in and it kind of makes everything feel weird. Well, except for from what I understand, Ronda Rousey is like uh, she is into this whole thing as opposed to Brock Lesnar, who seems like right. He's been paid a lot of money to do this thing he really doesn't want to do. It just seems like. The realism of Ronda Rousey and how she just tore through people. Well, I don't, yeah, I guess you're right. The same thing like Brock Lesnar. It's weird, weird to see her all of a sudden she's stuck in a, an arm bar or something like that and can't get it. You know, it's, the thing is, though, it's, 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 it's weird. It takes realism, you out of it is what that, I'm saying. But that's also the realism of things like that where the woman who ended up beating Rousey and kind of like where's that? Like that woman tomato canned and got beat pretty that's soon true. after that. That's too. true. I mean, it, it's always like the big one that I would always go to is Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Like, Buster <laughs> Douglas didn't go anywhere. Apparently, Buster Douglas most, weighs about 500 pounds right now. He beat the most unbeatable boxer ever 
And but but again, also like I watched a you know I watched a documentary on that, and the whole thing was like just Tyson didn't care at that point. Do you know if they're doing a but reality show with Mike Tyson in it? It doesn't now? really surprise me. Can Who's we all talk about how Mike Tyson went to jail for rape, and now he's got yeah. like a kid's cartoon? Yeah, yeah. don't say it. don't say that in front of him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but but I, I've had a similar thing of like I I, don't, I mean I guess you can you can look at it from a standpoint of. At least, as opposed to most, he did his time. But that's still, true. Like, but he did a pretty. He was convicted. Thing. Yeah, know, that's. Not, I'm not saying he He's shouldn't be our... able to walk free. He did his time, but to have like an extended career on top of that is weird. That we just kind of like forget. Like, oh yeah, he he did rape that girl. Uh, but uh, let's he make would, a cartoon. Having with him watched a documentary, he would strongly <laughs> disagree with you that that woman is a liar and several other words that I'd rather not repeat here. I guess that's something I don't know about. I just know that Does he was convicted. Does it like I'm trying to defend Mike Tyson? Because that's a not little what bit. I'm trying to do. A little bit. And Probably I'm not, I'm not an expert on the case. Even in the 0% chance this would ever reach his ears, I am. I am. I almost said the F word on this podcast. You've asked me how <laughs> to say the F word on. I am really terrified of Mike Tyson, even at his extended age and distance from me. <laughs> Come here. I'm going to hit you in the face. Come here. I'm going to hit you and I will send you back in time. I didn't do nothing wrong. I will hit you so hard you will turn into a little cartoon character. I'm Mike Tyson. He is, he is terrifying. Yeah? Yes. I mean, wasn't his mom like an alcoholic or that a I'm drug addict when he was a baby? No, I'm not certain. Of. The documentary, I think I'd talked about it before. The documentary I watched, was a, it, it is a somewhat sad tale of... He was on a very good path, and the guy who was his trainer... who Oh, yeah, took total advantage of him. Right? No, 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 no. No, he had a trainer who had him disciplined, who had him in a great state of mind, who had him in peak physical condition, had, had him focused. Mm-hmm. And that guy died, and that's when uh, Don King got along. Okay, yeah, Don King's a, a bad person. I guess there is something to say about giving somebody a second chance, and maybe he is a way better person now than he was. So I, it it's just it was worth bringing up. Like he does no, have I've, he does I've have thought that on many occasions myself. Right. Of like, how do we he, pick and choose? Like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was on tra- trial for murder, but now Snoop Dogg is. Uh, <laughs> he's so mellow. He's like he's so mellow and he's almost like Will marijuana. Smith category. Where Will Smith is has never committed a crime or done anything bad. I mean, he come he, on now. His kids are kind of weird, but. Will Smith. <laughs> But Snoop Dogg I mean, is look, beloved now. He'll tell you it was a couple of guys who were up to no good. I think he was in on it. For some reason, like Ice Cube tried to do like kid type stuff, but we're all like, "Yeah, but you're Ice Cube. We, we know you're I Ice think Cube. Stuff, uh, like, we know you're a bad dude." <laughs> hey, he made like twenty seven of those. Uh, Are we there yet? Movies. I know he tried, but we're still like, and we respect him because he's Ice Cube. But for I, some I will reason, not have you besmirching the good name of Ice Cube? Would Would you house. look at Ice Cube and say, "What a goofball"? No. Yeah. I I I've, I would, I've seen some no. of his comedies. He's he can he can do goofy and adorable. But I look at Snoop Dogg now and I'm like that guy's a goofball. <laughs> but I don't look at Ice Cube the Ice same Cube, way. I'm like Ice, Ice Cube, Cube can do both. Ice Cube can be goofy and he can turn right around and be also another man who is pretty terrible. Ice Cube still looks scary. Like like oh, yeah. if he yeah. if he I like watched, wrinkled his brow at you, I watched, like I watched Fist Sorry Fight. Ice Cube. I watched Fist Fight a complete comedy and he he would roll up on people, and you're like, that, that man is scary. So uh, this is probably the part of the program where we should talk to someone special. We should do Magic Mike? Uh, that's what time it feels How like to special? me. How special? 
How special? What's the most special? <laughs> so I feel like... All right. Considering... Considering that he's been branching out... Well, not really branching out. He's been branching back in to, you know, to his roots. His roots? I'm keeping this tree related. All right. I would like to go out on a leaf and speak with Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler? All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can reach him on the magic mic. I'm going to say the magic words. Strawberry shortcake. Ah, hello. Hello? Is that you, Mr. Sandler? I, this is Adam Sandler. Am I talking to a specific era of Adam Sandler? I am all eras all the time. I, I channel all of my characters. I am Adam Sandler. They it are all like, a part of me. It sounds like you're only channeling one character right no, now. No, 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 no. Which so, character do you think I am? So, Adam. Yes? How have you been? I've been very good. Been I, successful? I, I, you're- yes. Lucrative mm. career. Man, you and Netflix really get along, don't you? Yes, we have a very, very tight contract. So and you, uh, <laughs> you've been making movies upon movies with him. You have your own con- your own do, stand-up special. Do you like do you like my movies? W- uh, which movies Adam, do you like? Do you like a I certainly Ridiculous like, Six? I certainly like at with least me and two it's got of your a Rob movies. Schneider. Wait, Rob Schneider's in one of your He's movies? He's in a Ridiculous Six. What? I, I made a movie with with a with who, who's the little the little short guy, uh, the blonde guy? What's his What's his name? Short blonde guy. Yes, David Spade. Oh, David okay. Spade is in a movie. You know, where, my my host uh, Travis Tate. He's good friends with David Spade. He know David Spade. Yeah, he's met him on several occasions. Said David that they've had Spade. some really really good goosties. You all right? Yes. Seems like you're speaking in tongues. I couldn't be more happy to be here. When, uh, so that little thing you just did. to the party with the Travis Tate. <laughs> That little thing you just did, the yes. abadibadoo. Whoopadidoo. What, what does that mean? It means I'm happy. Oh, it, okay. All it right. also means I need a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. We could all use it. I'm a pepper, too. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. All right. So, That's a song. I just wrote a song. So. Whoopadidoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Out of your, your lengthy career. It's very lengthy. That's not the only thing about me that is lengthy. <laughs> Please, I've already seen a pair of cantaloupe-sized ones. I don't want to see Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, what is the fa- your favorite film you've been in? A water boy. Really? Yes. Why is that? Because you got to smooch on Feruza Balk? Feruza Balk. I mean, a very, very pretty yeah. lady. Very, very pretty. Return to Oz anytime. I got to play a the foosball. <laughs> the foosball? Yes. Mr. Coach Klein. Mr. Oh. Coach Glad was in there. Do you do you Henry enjoy, Winkler? Look, okay. You don't like a Fonzie? Hey. 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 He was my feel, coach. When's the last time you when's the last time you did one of your serious movies? Ah. Uh, probably the 9-11 one. There was a 9-11 there one? There was a 9-11 one. I can't remember what it was called. But it was very serious. Wow. Anger management was kind of serious. Spanglish? Spanglish, I did. Did you like Spanglish? I, I, you know, I will. I will admit this, Adam. Yes. May I call you Adam. You may call me Adam. I have not seen any of your serious movies. I have always heard good things about Punch Drunk Love, but never. That's a, that's a serious it. one too. Do you, do you know Spanglish? I'll speak some Spanglish. Oh, please do. So what does that, that mean in Spanglish? That means I'll have fries and a Coke with oh, it. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't prepare for that. I didn't know you're going to c- come in here hungry. This isn't a fast food restaurant? 
No, I'm afraid not. Ooh. You're in. You're just in a. You're just in a suburban household. Turkey for me. A turkey for you. No, I'm sorry. Look, let's eat turkey in my big brown gonna, shoe. I am not going to prepare anything for you. Okay. Uh, was it? What was? Can the we talk about the Hanukkah? What was the? Yeah, I was just going to say. What was the the Christmas cartoon you did? Was that? Was it eight crazy eight nights? Eight crazy nights. Yes, that is correct. You just play. Did you play yourself in that, or were you a, a different? More or less, person? I was Adam Sandler. Yet. Yeah. Wow. More or less, I'm more or less Adam Sandler in almost everything. So especially the Zoan. You're in that. I'm a bad that, Jew. Don't mess with the. the don't, don't mess, mess with, with the Zoan. Yes, I knew Crab Maga in that movie. A, I, I'm getting that confused with Drillbit Taylor. Drill, that's a, that's a Owen Wilson movie. Hey, look, yes, no, I that's know. Luke Wilson. I think Owen it's Wilson's one of the Wilsons. Isn't Owen Wilson in that? It's no Sandler. Oh my gosh! Why am I even speaking on these subjects? We're talking about the Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> Were you upset when uh, the guy from Wings got the Lowell from Wings got the Sandman? Yes, of course. He's a good actor, though. He was yeah. in that wine movie. Yeah, sideways. I, sideways. I have seen that. That's one I need to revisit. I think I watched that. A Turn that son, bitch, sideways. A younger stick Jake it straight watched up. that, and that was he's candy sandass. Dang, that was the Rock. Anger. Sandwich. Sometimes people think Adam Sandler and the Rock look a lot alike. Hmm. I, I, I haven't can, seen I any fourteen-year-old pictures of the Rock, so I can't mm. really. Well. We're going to be in a movie someday. Do you ever miss being on Saturday Night Live? Maybe we'll be in the new Twins. You, you know what? Do I, I miss being on Saturday Night Live? No. I loved the time that I had on Saturday Night Live. But it took a lot of time. I mean, and it was a lot of hard work. You, and now you, I can do whatever I want. The projects that you make now. Have you a make shop with, oh, geez, hey, get, off, get off me. Back in the seat. Okay. Adam Sandler. I apologize. That is inappropriate. I am very, very sorry. Oh, boy. I was hit here like a good boy. Are you in heat? I'm always in heat. Gross. The Sandman is in heat. Gross. No fresh of the pepper over here. <laughs> uh, you work with basically everyone that you were on Saturday Night Live with. They are my friends. But you, but you don't miss that time. No, because now we get to do whatever we want, and we still get to be friends. Yes, that is true. Like I miss place. Chris Farley. Yeah, I miss Chris Farley, too. We all miss Chris Farley. Yeah, he was a real real force of nature. If we could go back in time and fix it so Chris Farley lived, maybe the butterfly effect would happen. <laughs> no, that's the th- that's We'd the have thing, different though. presidents. That's the thing, though, Farley. We'd have Beverly Hills Ninja Pot 4. I don't, I don't think you could stop Farley from dying. He'd, we'd have Tommy Man instead of Tommy Boy. That would be the sequel, Ooh, Tommy Man. Wow. He'd have a family. It would be awesome. And he'd go out also and he'd try to sell David things. Spade. What? Also with you, with Travis, excuse me, Travis's buddy, David Spade. Yes, David Spade. Right. He's, he's a little person that I like to keep around because it makes me feel like a giant. But he also he has fans. So, yes. He always wears a trucker hat. And I walk by him. I walk by David Spade and I, I pull my arm down and I go, make the toot toot. David Spade, make the toot toot. And he just, he goes, no. He Adam? tells the Sandman no. That's Adam? why I keep him around. He's not a yes man. Adam. Yes. I shabadoo you to the Phantom. <laughs> hey, I'm back. Well. Did, did, did he show up? He oh, he showed up in heat. Travis, in heat? You got to warn me about Oh, my goodness. Things. I didn't. How am I supposed you to know? Go, you got to go take a back seat. And I got to deal oh, with man. a horny Adam Sandler. Horny Bad Adam enough Sandler. Mona last week. And now I got to deal horny with Horny Adams? That. 
horny Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, I apologize for oh. Adam Sandler's behavior. He didn't sexually harass anybody, did I got he? Got the vapors over here. The vapors. Well, oh, you, all right. You had a little bit of it left in you there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have residuals. Well, Travis. I had Tony Danza popping out for about three days last week. <laughs> you should get pills for that. Yeah, I know. Well, Travis. I kept yelling, Mona. I think it's about time we head on down that that dusty old trail, don't you? Time to wrap it up. Put some salve on our chapped, so, chapped inner thighs. Before I, before I head down to rub a little little bit of a balm upon my drying but go find a wash bowl and wash skin. my wash my balls I in my face ask you if you've got any sort of sort of plugs you'd like to mosey around well i mean you can uh always follow me on on twitter and instagram that's travis tate funny uh you can follow find me on facebook i have a, a page travis tate comedian you can follow me on that, or you can just friend me on, on my regular Facebook page, as long as you're not a weirdo and you don't talk politics. Oh. And also, we have a we have a Facebook page for Late to the Party with Travis Ted. I'd love if you would follow that as well. We'll give you some updates. All righty, Rooney. Well, I mean... Check me out at Wise Guys most weekends. Uh, I'm floundering around on Twitter at Jake underscore doll. Uh, you can get a hold of us at later to the tater at gmail.com. We would, as always, love for you to like, subscribe, maybe even sprinkle a little bit of a uh, a review. A review. Of yeah. Our- can I can I tell you something exciting? Oh, we have listeners in France, Germany, and <laughs> oh, Brazil. Whoa, we have listeners. Yes. Wait, wait. When did when did we get a download from France? Uh, I didn't look at the date, but it's been in the last couple of weeks. I know. I might know who that was. We. Uh, oui, oui. I, I had a friend who was traveling in France. Oh, really? I believe even said he listened to one of our shows. So, well, tell him to download all of them while he's there <laughs> and just delete them. Yeah. So. That might be that might be the baguette that was thrown our way. We're spreading all over the country as well. Lots of listeners in California. I'll be heading to California late winter, early spring. So hopefully, well, those of you in California, keep a keep say a hi. I'm going to try and get to San Diego as well. I ain't going. I think I got nowhere. a gig that I can headline in San Diego. Hey, <laughs> so that'll be fun. So having all said said all that, we would like to thank Blue Wave Theory. For the opening and closing credits that we're using. Yeah, thanks for making that music. Surf yeah. music. What up, duders? Yeah, Dick Dale. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. So, for Late to the Party, I am Jake Dahl, and the man with the plan is... I am Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. Shabadoo. 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 Shabadoo.